Welcome to the Process to Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire and motivate people to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. Today on the Process segment, we're going to be talking about that it's okay to be bad at the beginning. We all know Michael Jordan's story, right? He didn't make his the varsity, I mean, yeah, the varsity team his sophomore year. Guys, one of the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, sixth round pick. He probably wasn't very good at the beginning, but he worked his butt off. So I'm going to share a couple of their stories. I'm going to share some of my stories, what I've been through. I've always been really bad at everything that I've ever started. But then I just put my mind to it. I put my heart to it and I become pretty decent at it. And this is one of the things, the podcast, it might not have started very hot, but I know it's just going to level up from here. So tune in. It's going to be a great one. And here's the episode. I want to share a couple of good examples, right? So uh, people always talk about like those overnight successes, right? Everyone thinks that you just become an overnight success. Everyone, you just start and you're God's gift to real estate. You're God's gift to photography. But the truth is that a lot of the people who are already there and, and are, are super successful or doing super amazing in that field or whatever the case is, they went through the hardship. They went through the hard times. They, they put in the work. They had to put in the work. They all had to start somewhere right michael jordan wasn't born the michael jordan you know today right there's other people like tom brady tom brady wasn't born just like the tom brady you know the goat that you know today so starting just starting off with those two right they they say michael jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time and that that's a good debate because i i think lebron james even before he came to the lakers because i'm a lakers fan as you can tell but before he even came to the lakers i did believe that LeBron James was going to go down as the greatest player of all time. Even, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Lakers and Kobe fan, and I still believe that, you know, he's better. But that's, a you know, that's another subject that uh, I'm sure you guys like to talk about. But Michael Jordan, one of the greatest players of all time, did not make his varsity team his sophomore year. You, like, I'm, I don't know if their high school was a powerhouse, but this dude's a great one of the greatest players of all time and did not make his varsity team his sophomore year. I made varsity my sophomore year and, um, you know, five, ten and a half, you know, five, eleven with cleats, you know, on a good day. And dude, you know, didn't make the team and he killed he ended up killing in JV. And then next year, you know, he ended up exploding. But can you imagine if Michael Jordan would have said, well, I didn't make the team, so I guess I'm not good enough to play varsity. I'm just going to give up. No, this guy went to work. He got to work. He got it going. He started, you know, taking those jump shots. You know, he, it helped that he grew four inches, you know, uh, from what I read. And he became Michael Jordan that we know today little by little, day by day, step like, st- you know, step by step. And you know what's crazy? If you really think about it, they all put on their pants the same way, one leg at a time, just like us. Guaranteed. It's kind of weird if you do too, if you ask me. That's just, you know, that's kind of awkward. Like, how do you put on your pants? Oh, two, never mind. It doesn't even matter. Two legs at a time. That's awkward. Like, whoa, how do you even do that, bro? Um, unless you just jump in and you have your wife hop. You know, I'm going way off topic here. Uh, but, you know, yeah, of course, you know, this guy has these, you know, my, we're talking about Michael Jordan still. Uh, he he's he's super athletic. He's super gifted. He has all these attributes that, you know, that 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 we all have somewhere. 
And we're going to talk about gifts and talents on the next segment with uh, with Ace Borrow. So I'm super pumped about it. So it's all kind of leading up to to that conversation with Ace Borrow. And this guy, like, like I said before, he's super gifted. He's super talented. And then going down to the GOAT. This guy's the GOAT, Tom Brady. He's the GOAT from the NFL. That's it. Like, I don't like Tom Brady. Not, I mean, he, he's a Patriots guy. Of course, I don't like Tom Brady. I'm a Broncos fan, right? But this guy is the best player to ever play on a football field. Hand down. I don't care what you say. Joe Montana, nope. Tom Brady is the best. And it hurts me to say that. But this dude was picked in the sixth round. Sixth, sixth round of the draft. So, if you guys know, there's seven rounds in an NFL draft, right? This guy was the 199th pick. So, there's 198 people picked before the best player of all time in that draft. Six quarterbacks went before them. Mark Bolger, uh, what else? Uh, Chad Pennington. And I don't even know who the other people are because they don't really matter uh, at this moment. But, can you imagine Tom Brady, right? He, he got split time in at Michigan. Um, but he knew who, who, who he was going to become. I bet he believed he was going to be, become the best player. But what if Tom Brady would have just gave up? He's like, well, you know, six-round draft picks, they never do anything in, in the NFL. Just because it started off bad doesn't mean that you can't just push forward and keep moving. A lot. That's where a lot of people make the mistake. They say, well, I, I'm dealt these cards, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad getting drafted sixth, you know, in the sixth round to the NFL. That's still a pretty good deal. But it's not ideal for a star. For the best player of all time. It's really not. But he didn't make excuses. He got to work. He started learning. The coach, the, I mean, the owner didn't even know this dude's name. They, they, he used to, I, I forget, they, I think he used to call him like Owen Brady or something. And there was a tight end. I think I remember watching it. And the, the, the owner would call him Owen Brady, I think it was. Instead of Tom Brady. Like the coach didn't even, I mean, the, the owner didn't even know who this dude was. And this guy ended up being the best player. But this guy was not comfortable. He didn't. He he wasn't complacent. He had resiliency. Ooh, I said that good. Resiliency, right? He so he had the drive to be the best, and now he is the best of all time. And he's still playing. Dude's forty-one years old. It's insane. And I still hate you, Tom Brady. Um, unless you come on my podcast one day, then I love you. Um, and then you know, there's those household names like Oprah Winfrey. Right. She she came from from poverty and then, she, you know, she could have easily said, hey, I'm going to use, you know, that excuse that, hey, I, I've been poor my whole life. Now I can't do anything. No, it was hard. She had a tough route, but she did it. You know, now there's millions of women out there that just love Oprah. She's a master at what she does. I'm not even sure what she does. She, she like helps people out. I, she does a bunch of things. Right. She has her hands in a lot of things, but she is a billionaire and she came from nothing. Like, literally, she grew up poor, but she didn't make any excuses. It was, can you imagine for, like, a, a African-American woman how hard it was to go? She was the first, one of the first women to be on a certain television show. Um, can you imagine how hard that is? Can you imagine she would have been like, well, no one's ever done it before. Why me? Why am I going to start right now? Even though she probably was really bad at it, but she worked at it every single day, right? And then going Forever 21 founder Do Chan Chang, dude came to America and became a janitor, right? And then now dude owns Forever 21, making money. 
money. Even though he was probably pretty bad at it at the beginning, this dude's making money. Forever 21. Jack Ma. Everyone knows who Jack Ma is. I hope you do. Uh, this dude couldn't even get hired at KFC. Schools wouldn't accept him. And this guy is one of the richest men in the world. Right? This is one of my favorites right here. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He went from having seven bucks in his pocket to now being the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Like this guy's all over the place. I don't know how he does. I don't even know how. Well, I don't even know if he sleeps. I don't think he does. I think all he does is work out, eat really lean, and uh, make movies, and go on talk shows and stuff. Like, bro, do you sleep at all? I don't think so. <laughs> and then, um, so yeah, we're going back to the Rock. Dude had seven dollars in his pocket. So he has this production company called Seven Bucks because that's how much money he started off with, right? He wanted to be an NFL pro football player. Uh, didn't happen. He went to uh, Miami University, the U, and he didn't make it. Um, what is he going to do, give up? <clears throat> no, he does started doing WWE at the time, WWF, whatever. No, WWF, and then it became WWE. And, <clears throat> jeez, give me one second. From there, you know, he, he wanted to be an actor and he was good at it, whatever. At the beginning, he was really bad. If you ever seen the movie The Scorpion King, I think it's The Scorpion King, but it is terrible. Like, this dude's acting is the worst. Like, no, I, I don't even know how they hired him for that job. What is he going to do? Just roll over and say, I'm really bad at acting? No, this guy worked at it. And this guy is in every single movie. I, I can't even name a movie without this dude in it. Like he he really went from like being the worst actor probably in Hollywood to the best right now. The best, right? So there's no excuses. Just because you start off bad with the Scorpion King, still not a bad gig, right? You're still making a movie. But in the terms of like, you know, actors, he he was really bad at it. And now look at him, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dude's lean. I watched one of his videos today. I was like, oh my gosh. This guy doesn't eat anything bad at all. Like, this dude's jacked. Why can't I be like that? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, they... So, all these people that I just, you know, talked about, they all have really one thing in common. And that's... All right, I said it right the first time, but resiliency. They all, they all just decided not to give up. You know, they decided, hey, I'm going to make this happen no matter what. No matter what, what odds are stacked against me. I'm going to make this happen. And then there's a dude that came out, you know, in a, in an interview with Ed Milet, and he has one arm, one finger, and then a stub on the other side and no legs. And this dude's a bodybuilder. He's like, no excuses, man. Like that guy was dealt a really bad hand and dude's making it happen, man. So I'm going to kind of go on and, and really just, uh, share, hold on, let me make sure I'm on good here. Yes. So I'm going to share some things that I've actually gone through and had resiliency and how that character was kind of just instilled in me when I was young. You know, I didn't always, you know, have it all. But that was something that I know I always I never quit no matter what. Like I was bad at a lot of things, but then I became pretty good at a lot of those things. So I'm going to share a couple examples. Um, one of my favorite ones are about sports. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to get into football, wrestling, and I won't, I won't touch baseball because I was just really bad at baseball. Just to let, 
just to tell you guys how bad I was, I was in seventh grade playing with a bunch of fifth, sixth, and seventh graders. So I was one of the older kids because of my birthday. I had to go into lower division. I couldn't play with my friends. Um, and I hit two foul balls the whole 22 games. 22 games, two foul balls. All in the last game. So I, I, I guess, you know, no matter how bad I was, uh, I made improvements uh, in the last game I hit two foul balls. But that's it. I never, like, I can't even believe it. Like, that's a stat that may be the worst stat of all time. And I'm glad uh, that my face is not in the record books for that stat because it is bad. Like, I've been bad at a lot of things. Even football, you know. I must, I'm must. actually... I'm going to start off with, well, first of all, school, right? I was really bad at school. One, because, like, my spelling was really bad. Like, I, I've, I've shared with you guys before, like, I don't I don't spell too well. Like, even resiliency, like, I had to look it up, like, three times, four times. It just is what it is. Like, I, I, it's just, I just don't have it, right? That's fine, and I'm okay with that. So, I never really was, you know, I never did well in school. Uh, you know, when it came to reading, didn't really do any reading. When it came to reading out loud, it was even worse because I had, like, a stuttering problem. And, like, I didn't really start talking to, like, I was a little bit older. I used to mumble a lot, and I used to mumble a lot of things. So, like, my speaking, my, my speech wasn't there. But look now, like, I'm, I'm here doing a podcast in front of all you guys. Like, that's resiliency right there. And I'm not saying this to boast, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know that, like, I feel like God's had his hand on me, even though I didn't know it since I was little. And he, he's like, I'm going to build you up. You're going to go through these things. Just watch. So now, like, yeah, the podcast is, like, not, like, the biggest podcast in the world, but I'm here speaking something that I never thought I would do, you know, at a young age because I couldn't do it. Like, I would, literally, I would stuff my second grade test. Like, in second grade, I spelled of, A-V-E, like, avenue. I spelled A-V-E, that's how I spelled of, which it's not very hard. It's O-F. Like, come on, guy, you're in second grade. You don't know how to spell of? It was that bad, and then... Uh, I got in trouble for like stuffing all the spelling bees into my uh, cubby at the time. And my mom came and she had a nice little talk with the teacher and it wasn't pretty. But like, look, we're here now. I'm doing all these videos. Uh, my speech isn't the best, nor do I know how to spell the best, but I'm out here doing it. So I'm excited about that. All right. So now let's talk about sports. So some things I, I was really bad at that I love to do right now, and you guys will never believe this. Well, for you guys that don't know me, won't believe it. I did football for 18 straight years. I played 13 straight years, um, 11 tackle, two flag, and I coached for five. So the first eight years of football in the Jets, right, two years flag and then six years of tackle, I was a 10-play kid. So if you guys don't know what a 10-play kid is, it's someone that only plays 10 plays a game. Like, that's mandatory. That's, like, something that it's in the rules. And people could, like, get disqualified from games for not playing their kids 10 plays. That's, like, that's like the worst of the worst. So, like, if you have a 10-play kid right now, there's hope. Right? There's hope. They, they, they can become a stud. I was that kid. I was that kid that when, when, when I went in, my mom... And my aunts were like yelling. They were like just cheering. Woo, he's in. And I would just do absolutely nothing in there. Literally just go and stand there and be a waste of a body. And that was me. I admit it. It's fine. And I'm okay with that. Because, I mean, I was, and, and, and I was playing with kids that were older than me. So, I was one, I was really overweight. Two, 
my birthday was like at the end of the year. So these guys, like I was like in say fifth grade and I was playing with seventh and eighth graders and I really should have been in fourth grade, you know, like it was that bad. Plus I was a little fat kid that still had to lose weight every single year running around. So can you imagine like, not only did I have to lose weight, the coaches like didn't even like, they'll be like, just go run. So like, if, if you're my age and your parents were to sit at the jet practices, they probably know who I am. Cause they see me running around the, like laps, just jogging. And then I'll just have my sad face. And it was funny. Cause like I wanted to quit football every single year. I hated it. I did not like playing football. I like playing video games. I like playing like game day at the time, but I did not like playing football. I wanted to quit. I was like, I'm done with this. Like my mom's like, are you ready to play football next year? I was like, Nope. She's like, well, too bad. She just made me, she didn't let me quit no matter what. She's like, I'm going to sign you up. I said, no, you're not. She's like, watch me. And I had no choice. I really was my mom. What am I going to tell her? So that's something that my mom never let me do is quit. Never. You know, yeah, there's other things we, you know, could have been better. But that was one character that she instilled in me. Like God was using her at that time to say, hey, this guy's going to have great character. He's not going to be a quitter. He's not. I'm not going to be a quitter. And I didn't all eight years. Maybe the last year I got some more playing time because a lot of kids got hurt. Uh, there was even a girl starting over me my eighth grade year. Like, oh, that's bad. Right. Come high school. Like. It's like a light switch turned on. Don't know what happened. Freshman year. First day of gear. You know, I wanted to play linebacker. They put me on D line because I was like, you know, a heavier guy. First day of pads. I started laying the wood. I don't know where it came from. Don't I really don't. It's like a light switch turn. I'm telling you guys. And the coach came up to me. He's like, you want to play linebacker? And I was like, yeah, I do. I was a terrible linebacker, by the way. So they moved me back to D line. But the kids knew who I was. I never played with the guys my age because I always play with the older kids because of my weight. I was uh, never played in the same division as my friends. I finally got the chance and I'm like, I'm going to destroy all you guys. And I did. And so I'll, at the beginning, you know, I was one of the hardest hit. I used to come home with bruises all over my forehead because we had terrible gear at Sotomani High School uh, for freshmen. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I finally got that taste of starting both ways. I used to start both ways, believe it or not. And then my sophomore year comes and I become a three-year starter on varsity. 14 years old, right? It's pretty funny because my first game I actually had um, diarrhea because I was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> my wife is laughing over there. Man, you can't laugh when I'm doing the podcast. But I was so nervous that I had diarrhea. So if you guys didn't know that, now you do. All right? So I was a three-year starter. From be- becoming a 10-play kid my sophomore year, there was four seniors on the offensive line, and I was the only sophomore that started. Only sophomore, and my backup was a senior. Like, from a 10-play kid. Two years before that, I was a 10-play kid. Now I'm a starter in my sophomore year going to my senior year. I was 16 years old. So I was the youngest guy, you know, from my senior class. And now, so wait, well, I guess I could skip that. My junior year, I ended up being captain, one of the captains, not the captain, but one of the captains uh, alongside with a lot of those guys from the 08 class. And then my senior year, I ended up being uh, captain of the football team. From being a 10-play kid, can you imagine, like, the bond and just, the, like, the friendships I would have missed out if I would have just quit when I was little? If my mom would have allowed me to say, hey, you know what? You're really bad at this, Robert, because I was. Can you imagine she would have just said, hey, you're done? Or, Robert, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm done. I would have been like, I'm done. I'm out. No, she didn't let me quit. 
I stayed, I, I stayed in there and ended up coaching for five years after that. Even though, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I could have done better as a coach. I still feel like I, I made an impact in people's lives. Um, and all, all came from not quitting, not giving up. So if you have a template kid right now, or you were that template kid, and you're listening to this, you have hope. Just continue to work your butt off, right? That's one thing that, that, that I, I always showed up every single day. I was late a lot of times because of my mom, but that, you know, that's just the, what happened. But I showed up every single day. I would not miss football practice for nothing. Would not miss. And that's what got me there. Working hard in the weight room in the off season, doing everything that it took to become the best. My, before my senior year, I was ranked seventh in offense alignment in the San Gabriel Valley. So that that's like out of all the schools in the San Gabriel Valley, we're talking about even Diamond Bar, Azusa, Covina, West Covina, Northview, all these schools, right? Each school has five linemen. I don't know how many schools are out there, but I was in the top 10. I was at number seven. I was one of the smallest dudes on that list. But what got me there was that I worked hard. I didn't make excuses and I just did it, right? And again, I'm not saying this to boast. I'm saying that that you have hope. No matter what you're going through right now, there is hope. Like you can you can accomplish it. If you just put your mind to it and stop making excuses, you can do it. Like everything everything that I've ever done in life has I have always started off really bad. I think that was the whole point of this. This is the whole everything I've done. Everything. Work, school, everything I've ever done, I've been super terrible at. So now wrestling comes right so growing up i also did wrestling i went two seasons when i was i forget what age i was i mean i think i started when i was like seven or eight but i went two whole seasons without winning a wrestling match like we're, we had a lot of wrestling matches right we used to go like tournaments and stuff two whole seasons without winning a wrestling match and i did wrestling for four years when i was little so I went to high school and I was all about football. Uh, you know, Griff, the wrestling coach at the time, would always try to get me to to uh, wrestle. And I was like, bro, I ain't wrestling. I ain't putting that singlet on. Mm-mm. Well, anyways, my senior year, I wanted to be a triathlete. And I decided, hey, I'm going to wrestle. So from being the worst, not winning a wrestling match for two years, my senior year, not knowing what I'm doing, I hadn't wrestled in 10 years probably, not knowing not knowing anything, no technique, nothing, I started off the season 10-0. and 0. How, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. I was probably just stronger than most of them. but And I was a heavyweight. So my heavyweight weight is like from 215 to 287, and I was about 220. So I was like a small dude in that, that division. I ended up winning MVP of my wrestling team at the time. Can you imagine, like, man, I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, man, I'm so thankful for my mom. Like, she just, no matter how bad I was, and I was really bad, she's kept putting me in. She's like, no, like, you're going to do something. You're not going to just sit there and play video games all day because I love playing video games. And I could do it all day. But, like, I'm pretty sure I could have went pretty far my senior year, too, if I wouldn't have torn my labrum in league finals. Um and that was because I never quit. Like, can you imagine if I would have made the excuse when I was little? Like, I'm never doing wrestling my whole life. I went two whole years of losing. Do you guys know how that feels? Probably not. It feels terrible. All these kids, like, I used to get a ribbon. You know what a ribbon? Like, you know if you're walking out with a ribbon from a, like, and there's only four wrestlers, 
you're walking around with the ribbon, that means you got fourth place. That means you're in last place. And I knew that every time. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a stupid ribbon again. Cool. And then it was sick because, like, sometimes there's only three wrestlers in my weight class because I was heavy. So I'd be like, at least I'm walking around, uh, walking out with the bronze medal. Sick. Didn't even have to do anything. Lost twice. Walking out with the bronze medal around my neck. What's up? But it just goes to show that, like, I didn't make excuses. I ended up being the most valuable wrestler. It wasn't even MVP. Most valuable wrestler. MVW. Whatever that means, right? And then, right, this is, you know, my the glory days. Uh, I like to talk about the glory days. But, like, I'm looking back, like, man, it was crazy. Like, just the character I was building that God was allowing me to build throughout that time. Without even knowing I was building character. Like, I didn't even know who God was at this time. I really didn't. Like, I used to go to church sometimes, and it was kind of like, okay, cool, we're here. Uh, all these people with their hands up, like, yelling and screaming and jumping. Like, what are you doing, bro? So, I go into the workforce. First real job is Sears, right? So, I, I get into a sales position. Never sold anything in my life. All I did was play sports my whole life. So, I go in. I was like, I'm a good people's person. You know, like, I could do this, right? Like any other salesman. I go in, I am terrible. I am the worst salesman on our team. We had a team of like eight people. The worst. Like my sales suck. Like someone had to tell me like, bro, you better pick it up. Now they're going to let you go. And I'm like, oh, this is my life right here because this is my first job, right? So I, I end up going to the manager and I'm telling him like, hey, man, I'm thinking of actually moving to MCA. I think it was called. So all they do is like put like stickers of the prices, like they, like inventory, sticker prices, all that good stuff. All that like stuff that like I can't imagine myself doing, actually. I was like, because I'm struggling right now. And he didn't allow me to quit. He's like, nah, man, give it another week or two and then let me know. So I was like, all right, cool. And next thing you know, I just started getting it. I started getting it. I started making sales. And I was like, what the heck? Like. I'm glad this dude didn't let me quit. Like, if not, I would be just sticking things on there. And I was actually making more money because I started selling now because it was like uh, base, you know, hourly and then commission. I ended up being the number one guy for warranties in the whole store. Not like overall sales, but the number one like percentage to like warranties. Like I was a beast. My friend Jesse Diaz worked with me. He's like, bro, come close this warranty for me because I know you can do it. I'm like, let's do it, bro. And all of a sudden, like, I'm the warranty guy at, at work from, you know, wanting to quit and just be the like the sign guy. That would have sucked. Um, but I didn't give up. I kept going. And I know you're saying, like, oh, why, why does this matter? These are small wins that I'm seeing throughout my life right now that I'm actually seeing, like, man, I'm glad I never quit. No, I go, you know, I do some, a couple of stints here at, uh, you know, security, uh, round table. And then I found myself at T-Mobile, same thing. Like T-Mobile is even worse. Cause I was just lazy in T-Mobile cause I was smoking a lot of weed and I was doing a lot of things and I was just really lazy. So like, I didn't even care to sell. Like I just show up, have a good time with, with, I used to work with my cousin Frank and I didn't sell anything. And then like, they're like, Oh, Robert's finally gonna get a prepaid. Like bro, prepaid people just actually walk in and ask for a prepaid. Like that's pretty sad. Like I got a prepaid in like the first two months. It was so sad. The guy's like, Hey man, we're going to have to let you go, bro. Cause I mean, well, you know, if you don't pick it up, boom, next thing you know, they moved me stores actually. Cause I was bilingual, uh, apparently. And dude, I'm the number one guy selling accessories in the month of December. Out of like 300 people. In that like franchise that they have, 
from not selling anything to being the number one dude in accessories in the whole company. Resiliency, guys. Like, I was like, okay, I'm, I got to do something with my life. And then, same thing when I started serving. I know I've kind of shared this one, so I'll be quick with this one. When I, when I first started serving, um, they put me by the restrooms. I wanted to be a greeter, and they're like, well, we're going to stick it right by the restrooms. All right, cool, whatever. Right? And then now, my wife and I, we, we lead you know a team of 40 people. Can you imagine if I would have been a baby about it and said, hey, I'm going to quit. You know, I can't do this. They, they put me next to the restroom. Like, how dare they? Do they know who I am? Like, no, man. Like, I just said, all right, cool. I'm going to make the best out of this situation. I'm going to give it all I have. And now we have the opportunity. God has gave us the opportunity and and really uh, the what is the honor to to serve it, you know, and to lead his team. This is his team, right? He, we lead a people. We lead a team of forty people, and he's allowing us to do that because I was faithful from the beginning. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was being faithful without even knowing I was being faithful. And I'm just starting to see it now. Same thing with real estate, right? And I'm not sharing a lot of examples here, but I feel like you guys can relate to these examples. Real estate started off, didn't start off so hot. I always tell you guys, I thought I was going to come out and be God's gift to real estate. I was not. I was terrible. And I worked hard. Like, I would do a lot of door knocking, cold calling. I just didn't, like, I, I wasn't getting it. And people were like, you know, they don't really want to trust somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. And it was like that for eight months. No deals. I could have just easily been like, you know what? I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. I don't want to do this. Like, this is too hard. Uh, I don't want to push through. I want to make excuses. I want to take the easy route out. I'm going to go get a nine to five because this is not for me. No. God's like, man, stick it through. Do what you got to do. Kind of like man up. Man up. Go do what you got to do. Stick it out because I'm telling you to do this. And that's what I did. It was hard. And like I told you guys before, I had to start doing lift and stuff and stuff that I didn't want to do. But I wasn't going to quit because I had never quit my whole life. Because God was instilling that character since I was little without me knowing he was. You know, now, I mean, I, I mean, God willing, I'm on track to make six figures this year because God allowed me to not quit. And and I'm not telling you guys to I'm not again, I'm not saying this to boast, but I'm just saying, like, God's giving me this great opportunity and God's giving you this great opportunity, whatever you're doing right now. And a lot of you guys are letting it go to waste. A lot of you guys are just letting it go by when you have an amazing opportunity in front of you, whatever you're doing, whatever it is you're doing, you're out of school. Guess what? Be the best teacher at that school. You know, you're your wife, you're a janitor. Be the best janitor you can be. See where that, that, that takes you. You never know, man. You never know who's watching. Right. Here's so many stories about. You know, people who, who can offer people other jobs, but they go and these people are like giving them bad attitude, right? They're, they're, they're supposed to be salespeople and they're just like so mad. And like, that's why you're in the position you are because you have a bad attitude and you decide to be here. And when things get hard, you just want to quit. That's it. And now I'm here starting this podcast, which I started off really, 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 really bad. And it's still not the best, but it's getting better every single time. And I'm not going to quit. I don't care if there's two people. I don't care if there's one person. As long as I affect one person, if I help one person believe in themselves, 
believe in what they can do, believe in what God has planned for their life. That's it. I'm good. I'll keep helping that one person because I don't know how many people that one person can help. If that one person goes and helps a million people, I did my job. I did my I, It doesn't matter. I, if I get 20 listens a, a episode, cool. I'm helping 20 people. Numbers don't matter, man. But I'm not going to quit. And I guarantee you, God has his hands all over this podcast. I, this this came out of thin air, like, boop, into my head, like, oh, uh, shoot, uh, I want to do a podcast. Why? Because God, God told me he wants me to do this. Man, that that excites me. That gets me, that gets me riled up. But really, when you're going through that process, right? And now I know. At the time, I didn't. When I was younger, I didn't know. But we got to thank God for everything that we have. I'm, I'm super thankful for what's, what I've been through. Don't regret any of it. What I'm going through right now and where I'm going. I'm super excited. Like, super, super stoked. And a lot of times, people are really bad at what they do. Like, everything I just explained right now. But they just want to give up. They just say, hey, all right, on to the next thing. On to the next thing. No, a lot of times God's just telling you to be still. Sit where you're at. Do what you need to do. Quit hopping around so much because I'm calling you to do this. When times get tough, when things get tough, you want to bounce. It's always going to be that way. It's going to be the same vicious cycle no matter where you go. Guarantee it. No matter where you go, because you're always going to be in the back of your head. Well, I can go do something else. I can go get, I don't know, work at an agency. I, I don't know. Whatever the case is, you always have that in the back of your head that you're able to quit because it's easy to quit. It, it's hard. It's hard to stick it out. Especially if you're really bad at things like I've been. It's really hard to stick it out. But guys, really, like I believe in you. Like, if nobody's ever believed in you, and, and here's the amazing thing. Like, before, all I really had was my mom. Yeah, I had love for my grandma and my aunts and stuff like that. That was cool, but my real support was my mom. And now, like, I have all the support in the world. I have my wife, my number one supporter right there. And I still have my mom, and I have God. No, that, 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 that's the, the biggest, right? And I have... All my friends and family around me who are rooting for me. You guys are not here to do this alone. I'm rooting for you. I'm excited for your life. I want you to succeed. I want you to keep on going. I believe in you guys. God believes in you, man. You just got to believe in yourself and that you can do it. Oh, man. I'm excited. So next time, we're actually going to be talking about gifts and talents. I went a little bit long on this one, but I was actually just really excited about this one. Uh, I was typing away and it was just moving. I felt like God had his hands all over this one. So don't miss out on the next one. Share this with somebody that you feel like just going through a hard time right now. That's really feeling like giving up. Even someone that may be feeling like, man, why am I even here right now? Like that. That's a touchy subject. But guys, there's hope. Reach out to the person. Be like, hey, I have a podcast for you to listen to. Even if it's not mine. I don't care. Help these people out. Encourage people. Everywhere you go, encourage somebody. But share this with somebody. Tag somebody in this post. Share the podcast with them. 
Tell them to follow me. I'm encouraging them. I'm trying to encourage people every single day on my Instagram. All right, guys. I think we're good here. So I love you guys. I hope you guys share this with somebody. And again, if nobody loves you, Jesus loves you.